Today on The Faction, it is all things post-WrestleMania. We're talking WrestleMania weekend and what could arguably be deemed the most successful and emotional weekend in pro wrestling history. All that today on The Faction. What's up, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to the Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's podcast land. It's GB. It's WrestleMania weekend, and I would imagine a lot of us have a lot of emotions coming into today's show, so hopefully I'll be able to keep it together. I won't make any promises, but I've never started a show like this, so... 
yeah, who knows? Anyway, thankfully, you don't have to listen to Just Me because it could turn into a blubber fest, but it won't because I've got my good brother who's becoming a regular here on The Faction, and I kind of like it. It's James White. What's up, brother? <coughs> it's a new day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Was that is. too loud? Oh, no, Was that no, too no. loud? See, we do, we do loud here. We do okay, loud. Okay, I'm just... We do loud. Listen, yes. oh. you know... I was at a Methodist church last week, so I just was trying to make sure I wasn't too loud. Check your surroundings. You have to watch the volume levels. Yes. It's a new day, people. Oh, my Lord. Listen, I, you know, I'm, uh, this was one of those moments where I didn't really know how to react. Like, you know, it, I mean, it, it was, it, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, I still don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I still don't know. Like, yeah. I, I it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. I'm gonna sprain my Achilles jumping yesterday, man. <laughs> right, right. I'm kind of ashamed <sighs> a little bit because I hit my head on my ceiling fan. Oh wow! And almost stepped on my dog. Oh wow! And I'm not ashamed about that part, but that's another story <laughs> for another day. But yes. So, okay. So wait, wait, wait. Was the ceiling fan going? Or no, was it was not. Thank God. Because I probably wouldn't be bad. talking to you yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had that been the case. But I probably also wouldn't have felt it because the adrenaline level That's was true ridiculously too. high. That's because true. that moment that we saw last night oh was history. Oh and I don't need anybody trying to downplay it. I don't need people trying to use bad facts about it. That was history last night. And I will never, ever. For, it's one of those moments, you know, man, you know, you know where you were when your favorite wrestler did a favorite thing. Yes. You know where you were. Yes. You remember you were in the house at WrestleMania 30 yes. when the big intro. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember where you were when I the remember. Hardys Absolute. at, at WrestleMania 30. You, re- you remember that, man. Yeah. yeah. I will yeah. never yeah. forget yeah. what happened last night. <sighs> it was it, oh. was it was super special. It was super special. So we're going to dig into all things WrestleMania weekend. But first, I got to ask, since since this was such a big weekend for us, did you get to consume all the wrestling that you wanted to consume this weekend? I did, but I did not want to. Oh, okay. That's a little weird. Uh, care to share? It is. Uh, sure. Uh, you you know a little bit about this personally. Yeah. Uh, I had every intention of missing the G1 Supercard. Okay. And getting the results later and just living through that because I knew the show was going to be good. Yeah. But here in Houston, my, my wife works for a wonderful company that has a bunch of employees all over the city. Yeah. And they had a family and friends day at the NRG stadium. Wow. Now, yes, the NRG stadium is the same place, faction family, that WrestleMania 25 was. I was there And for you that. were in the house. Yes. yes. You were in the house for that. Yes. You can be seen. Yes, I could. On the show. Yes, I could. Second row. Oh, yes. I, I went back and saw you doing the Jericho match. Okay. And was, oh, that's, oh, that's, oh, look yeah. at me. Oh. I had the baby voice. Oh, look at yeah. him. Oh, so precious. Right, look at the dreads. Right. Oh. Yeah. So you you were you were in a lot of those shots. Yeah. And you had great seating. Yes. Um, and you were there for one of the greatest matches of all time. Oh, yes. With Triple H and The Undertaker, in which we thought The Undertaker died. Oh, you but, mean Shawn um, Michaels and The Undertaker, yes. 
I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the name from. I'm so excited. It's, it's close yeah. to Mania. No, yes. it's it's a lot. Shawn Michaels yes. and the Undertaker. Yes. yes, yes. Where the Undertaker tried to jump out of the ring. And we and, thought he died. And thought he. We thought he was we gone. We thought he died. And um, yeah. no. But anyway, same building. Now imagine that building being almost filled to that capacity with wow. just family and friends and employees. That's amazing. And the highlight of that was a free concert. Okay. By Imagine Dragons. Wow. So wait, wait, wait. Let me get this straight, right? Most companies will have maybe a backyard picnic, a picnic right. on their mm. parking lot. No. Mm. This company rents out the NRG Stadium. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. So they, they had a Disney thing for the kids, oh, and wow. that's why our, our grandkids were a, a, allowed to come. And I thought I was going to be a part of it. Yes. You know, I was going to take our grandkids to it, but... Their parents wanted to go to the thing. And so, um, counting in the number of their parents, I was the odd man out. Not your kids, their parents. (laughs) No, their parents. That's hilarious. Of my grandchildren. You know, when you're you're a grandparent, you don't care about the parents anymore. It's just the grandkids. Yeah. 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 Because we could have just taken them. Right, and then one of the parents didn't even enjoy the concert. I'm like, wait a minute, you don't even you you get you get free tickets to see one of the greatest musical acts Mm -hmm. going today. True, in a live concert, right, for free. Wow, and you don't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And here I am at home, wanting to appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it, Match Dragons. Right. Oh man, these. That's ungrateful millennials. I'll I'm tell you anyway. But but it did there was a silver lining in okay. the situation. There okay. was a ram in the thicket of the bush. Oh, Praise yes. God. Oh yes. Um I was allowed to stay home yes. and watch the G1 Supercar and the Hall of Fame completely while the NCAA Final Four was going on. So I had like I had two Jeez. computers, my television and my phone. Oh, and <laughs> A little like a, a no, production truck. I get going no, on. right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. So it was great. Yeah, it was great. That's super yeah. My wife bad. came in the house. She said, "How you doing?" I said, "I'm fine. I'm right. great. <laughs> I'm fantastic. Doing well." <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, it was a crazy weekend, and as many of you guys know, my wife had scheduled a uh, maternity photo shoot for WrestleMania mm, mm, Sunday. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, good lord! Mm, my, you mm, know, mm, never mm. ever do I think my level of love has been tested the way that it was this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the way it worked was, of course. So for the photo shoot, I had to get my hair done. Uh, the woman who normally is my stylist could not do it, so she found a suitable replacement. But they could only do my hair on Friday at six thirty p.m. Eastern, right? As NXT Takeover New York is on the air. Oh, and I didn't get finished uh-uh. till eleven thirty. <laughs> yeah, so there was no chance oh. for me to watch live. That's and awful. then the G One Supercard, of course, is Saturday. But my wife had a dress made by a pretty well-known designer who brings the dress to the house to deliver the dress, fit her, and do the last fitting and things. But it's of course during the G One Supercard. Yeah. Oh wow! And then of course WrestleMania. Wow. Yes, yeah, yeah. Then WrestleMania yesterday. Uh, you know, the initial design was okay. Let's try to get this done close to you know. But I, I told my wife because I know her and I know how she gets with her own types of productions. I'm like, listen, whatever happens today, 
enjoy this, right? Like there have been 35 WrestleManias. This is our first our first son. So by all means, this is the photo shoot you wanted. Enjoy it. Right. Let's have a blast. That's good. So That's good. um, you know, so I didn't bother her. Like, you know, I yeah. So needless mm. to say, mm. I went straight from church to the photo shoot. I got to the photo shoot probably about one, one fifteen. So the Saints didn't behave in church? Oh, no. they. You, listen, this, uh, here's why the Saints didn't behave in church. Because the pastors had just closed on a house on Friday. Oh, oh we're going Their up. first house. <laughs> so you know it was just yeah, a mess. Yeah, yeah. So I, was, I, I just said, all right, I'm I'm hoping to get out in good time. No, that's not going to happen. Then everybody wants to talk. <laughs> you know how it goes. So, yeah. So we did our photo shoot. We went to three or four locations. Um, the pictures are going to be amazing. Like, it's going to be Great. well worth it, you right. know. But I think my wife forgot that she was eight and a half months pregnant. And so there's one area where we were doing it where we were literally climbing in the woods. And I'm trying to help her. And oh she's like, no, I got this. And I'm like, ma'am, you're eight and a half months pregnant. Oh, my. But what I know is you can't. But she, you know, she was no, a trooper. Yeah. Now, by the time she got home, she was done for. But, you know, <laughs> she was a trooper. But I didn't get home till nine last night. So I watched. I stayed up really late last night to try to finish Mania. But, of course, Mania was 3,000 hours long. So <laughs> I got to finish it today. And I stayed off of all social media and everything. So if you sent me a text last night, you're among the 50 text messages that I received and didn't answer. No offense. I was just trying to protect my everything so I could respond appropriately. Uh, and, Listen, and let me moments. say this before we go forward, and I'm going to say this to your wife. Yes. Um, um, Yanni. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yanni. I, I know you don't pay attention to a lot of what I say, Yanni. <laughs> um, and that's all well and good. You know, we, we have a history yeah. of words and f- words with friends yes. that isn't isn't that good. So I, I, I get it, Yanni. Yeah. But yeah. I need you to listen to me here, Yanni. Oh, um you need to reward this man Mm-mm-mm. for this sacrifice. Um, Yanni. And I'm not I'm not talking about because I read your post. I read your your, your Instagram post. I read just your your, your attempt to make a sweet Facebook post on oh, my sweet husband. I know what his priorities are. I know he loves me. I, I, I read all of that. That was good. Okay. Yanni. Yanni, there, there needs to be reward for this sacrifice. Listen. Okay. And, and I mean a great one. Okay. Listen. A great sacrifice should evoke great reward. It should. Okay. It should. So, and this is not just like one day or one moment. There needs to be like, a, you know, how we had the festival of friendship. Yeah. There should be a festival of reward. <laughs> yes. That's what. That's what we need. Especially since you know, once our bundle of joy comes, there won't be yeah. opportunity for reward Mom, it, for a while. For, huh? for, for a while. Yes. And, and Yanni, let me let me tell you, as <laughs> as 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 a multiple father here i know how this goes okay listen it's not gonna be the same so and actually at this particular point you are you are more able now right (laughs) to release reward than you will be 
for a minute. So, so Yanni, oh, gird man. thyself. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> gird about with the loins of truth, huh? <laughs> My God. <laughs> so that's a perfect segue to get us into WrestleMania weekend. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, glory. Oh, listen, we're going to start right from the beginning. We have a lot of events to cover, but there's a lot of wrestling to talk about. That's why you guys too did. So uh, I can't wait to have this conversation. Of course, WrestleMania weekend officially kicked off Friday night at the Barclays Center for NXT TakeOver New York. Of course, the Barclays Center, ironically, has like become the new home for WWE. It is. Absolutely. Which, you know, one could argue is good, but there's another reason why. Eh? Yeah. So Barclays Center, home to the last four Summer Slams and the last four NXT TakeOver Brooklyn events, which have been absolutely special. So, NXT TakeOver New York kicked off with a tag title match that saw the War Raiders successfully defend against Aleister Black and Ricochet. Velveteen Dream successfully defended the North American Championship and gave Matt Riddle his first loss since coming to NXT. Walter defeats Pete Dunne to become the new WWE United Kingdom Champion. Meanwhile, Shayna Baszler retains the Women's Championship by defeating Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kyrie Sane. And then Johnny Gargano defeats Adam Cole in a two-out-of-three falls match to win the vacant NXT Championship in a match that Mauro Ronaldo said could be the greatest match ever in TakeOver history. All right, James, let's have the conversation about NXT TakeOver New York. What were your thoughts? You just said the word takeover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yanni, did you hear that word? I, I want. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Whoa>. Yes. <laughs> he's speaking, Yanni. Oh, All right. Yes. One of the things he's saying is take over. Hear, My God. Hear ye him, huh? <laughs> My God. <laughs> okay. So, you know how hard it is to create a standard or an expectation and continually fulfill it? <laughs> And not only to continually fulfill it, but to do it with different people. Yes. 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 Different people in different scenarios and different places. Mm-hmm. They have a roster turnover in NXT. Yeah. You're going to see some tonight and tomorrow. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> you're gonna, you know, they're, they're continually depleting and they got to find other people. Mm-hmm. And there may be people that you may have never heard of. Right. Or unless you're a deep, deep wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then they bring them and then they package them and they make them titans. Yes. On the screen. And then they put them in the best matches possible. And then there's never a weak show, never. a weak match on the card. Never. I don't know how. Right. They do this. Right. Right. Every other wrestling pay-per-view that I love has some duds on it. Yes. They have some matches that, you know, you bathroom breaks. Mm-hmm. There are no bathroom breaks None. on a takeover. None. None. All five of these matches could have been main event matches. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I knew we were in for it when I saw the intro for the War Raiders. Right. Because Listen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was everything, man. It was everything. Ooh, yeah. Dope. Yeah. And then of course you already know what you're getting out of Alistair Black and Ricochet. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, we've got four of the craziest wrestlers in the world. Right. And they and they told the story without having a storyline. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. 
that's how you know you're great. When you can create a story in a match with no, we saw that with Sami Zayn and Nakamura right. in, in the Dallas match. That's right. Never wrestled before, mm -hmm. never even walked through the match before, told right. it all in the ring. Right. This is the same thing. And those boys put on one of the greatest tag team matches I have ever seen. Ever. And that's how it started. Match one. Yeah. Yeah. It, so. Yeah. You so know, okay, so yeah, they're, 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 one of the things that I wanted to mention was just you know Alistair Black and Ricochet for a team that was seemingly thrown together mm -hmm. has some mm -hmm. of the best chemistry of any team we've seen in a long, long time. And you know one of the things that we tend to talk about a lot here is the pace of a match, and it's very clear that NXT has always worked a uh, faster harder hitting pace than mm -hmm. Raw or SmackDown ever, 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 mm -hmm. ever. So, you know, Aleister Black and Ricochet are certainly a great picture of speed and power. But then you look at the War Raiders, who are super heavyweights, and they are a picture of speed and power. And the <laughs> things that they... So this is the other thing, right? This pay-per-view was over three hours. Right. Five, five matches <laughs> okay do you know how hard it is to take five matches with no interview breaks with no special little segments with no wasted behind the scenes stuff we just go hard and fast for three solid hours and there was not a point where you went? Oh, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm tired. Okay, thanks. Now listen. It, it, it was, it, it, and and you're right. You know, one thing that it's hard for any wrestling promotion to give you a solid pay per view every time there's a pay per view. I love New Japan. We both love New Japan, right? Right. But there are moments right. in New Japan where we're like, oh, okay, I probably yeah. could have passed on that, you know. Yep. Uh, Ring of Honor, which oh, I can't wait to have yeah. that conversation. Imp yeah. Like all of these organizations oh. have had these moments uh, during regular pay per views that you just like to forget about. You go all the mm. way back to the very first takeover, some five years ago now, as the first event on WWE's network, first live event, and they have delivered every single time and to your point it's you know when uh, there, there were times where you could say oh this is specific to this particular superstar because they're here and and there's that you know so when uh you had Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens you know who at one point you know right. Sami Zayn was like the heart of NXT you know and then he was gone even before that when you had Neville you know who was the heart of NXT then you ended up with a Finn Balor and yeah, a Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura and a Samoa yeah. Joe and the list yeah. and a Bobby Roode like yeah. the list keeps yeah. going and the yeah. consistency is the shows are amazing and so to think yeah. about this this was supposed to be Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa the final chapter Ciampa the NXT champion has a neck injury and can't perform now usually now listen we saw this at wrestlemania 32 when major guys got injured and they literally right. pieced together a show and you were like right. it was good for the fact that it was pieced together no this was not that this show right. was out of, and it's funny because we've talked before and i thought to myself you know what it's crazy that 
uh, that match between Keith Lee and Donna Dominic Dijakovic Ugh. didn't make takeover because yeah. we were certain that was going to happen. Yeah. So it was like, wait a minute, for a match like that, which blew the roof off, to not make takeover? Mm. That just speaks to the level and the caliber of what NXT has presented, and it has just been absolutely insane. I'm, I will, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I don't think there is a wrestling organization that hits on all of its marks like NXT is doing. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. They they're not missing. No. And one and once again, no talent is bigger than the brand. Right. So no matter who leaves, because we they they have created huge stars yes. in NXT. Yes. And no matter who leaves, mm -hmm. they're they're able to keep bringing in this talent. You yeah. mentioned all those names. Looking in the women's division. Mm -hmm. Look at look at who just main event at WrestleMania. Two right. of them. Just came from NXT. That's right. And when those four those four four horse women left, mm -hmm. people thought the, the 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 division was going to suffer. Right. Didn't suffer on sad on Friday night. Sure didn't. When you saw Shayna Baszler sure and Bianca Belair and Io Shirai and Carrie mm -hmm. Sane put mm -hmm. on a show. Yeah. Yeah. They continue to do it, man. I'm yeah. I was just I was I was spellbound. I didn't go to sleep until late. I was watching yeah. this thing like this is incredible. It was incredible. And the, and the entire thing, the way the way they the lighting. Yes. Yes. So you've got the black backdrop mm -hmm. and the lighting which puts all the emphasis on the matches right. that makes it look, you know, so different than what the WWE does with theirs. And so there's a there's a grassroots type feel to it. Yes. The crowd is hot. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hot. Unbelievable. And Marwanalo can do no wrong on the commentary. None. So, so you've got all of these elements, and they make you care yeah. about every single match. We talked about the tag team match, mm -hmm. which, if we're going to do a five star rating, that's got to be close to five stars. To yeah, me. yeah. Because yeah. they they put it on. Do you know how hard it is to follow that? That right. could suck the air out of the entire building. Absolutely. But then Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream. Good grief. First of all, that dream entrance. What do you think about that? I thought that was incredible. You know, <laughs> he is so creative. And again, he never really does the same thing twice. So, nope. you know, we've seen times where he did like the Biggie entrance. We saw times right. when he did like the, the take on Hulk Hogan and these other things. And so to be able to, again, do something like this, the whole Statue of Liberty idea, like brilliant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I definitely want to I'm going to spend some time on this when we talk about the G1 Supercard. But I think one of the things that I saw this weekend, which was super important, that NXT delivers on, it is the full package. The truth of it is, yes, we are about what happens inside of the ring. But what leads you to the ring is equally important. And they do. A, I mean, think about and it's not just wrestling, boxing. UFC, all these places make as big of it. They make a big deal about the entrance. A lot of them, I think, learned that from WWE. But the truth of it is, entrances matter. They absolutely matter. And so, again, to be able to do this just signified how big the weekend was, how big yeah. the event was. And to me, I kind of looked at Velveteen Dream as an underdog in this match because Matt Riddle mm. is an amazing talent. 
You know, I mean, his UFC background, his MMA background, the stuff he's done on the indies. He's certainly a strong style type of performer, Mm -hmm. which Velveteen Dream really hasn't dealt a lot with. I mean, when he fought Ciampa, Ciampa was kind of strong style. You know what I mean? But Ciampa was also super quick. He didn't really live as heavy on the super strong style as Matt Riddle did. So for Dream to overcome him in the clever way that he did right, that was right, just right. Like, yeah this this is it, it raised his stock for sure multi-layer and, and and if anybody is mistaken by the bro character matt riddle in that ring oh, oh. is strong as an ox he man is. He is. <laughs> that he's got some power there yes, and he does. i thought they told a great story like him demanding that respect from dream yeah you know during the match and like so it's a far cry from what you saw in the first match. Yeah, you know, and and I'm glad that you said that because that's one of the things that makes NXT great. It's not that they only have one style of a product that they bring to you. Yeah. Everybody has their own particular style that manages to work all well together, you know. Yeah. You can't yeah. if everybody's doing strong style it doesn't feel strong style. You know, if everybody's super fast, then okay, we've got a situation. So they do enough of what's different with all of the different styles of pro wrestling mm-hmm. that you go, wow, this is yeah. incredible. It's okay, incredible. so I know you got some thoughts about the UK I absolutely match. do, and I'm going to share those thoughts right after this break. So we're going to go to a quick music break. We're going to come back, continue talking about NXT TakeOver New York. Then we're getting into that historic G1 Supercard, and you know we're talking about Wrestlemania. It's the post-Wrestlemania edition of The Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it on. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, players. Holla, holla, holla. Bro.
the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. This is James White, son of Dusty. And if you have not heard already, it is a new day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. Oh, it is a new day. And so we are recapping all things WrestleMania weekend, and we are still talking about NXT TakeOver New York, which took place Friday night. It was absolutely amazing. So we're about to talk about the UK Championship match. Uh, James, what you think of Walter versus Pete Dunne? They should still be asleep right now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Those boys hurt each other. Oh my lord! Oh, that was a painful match to watch. Yeah, they yeah. hurt each other greatly. I love how uh, the mind of Triple H. I will never forgive him for what he did to Booker T and Sting, but I love the mind. I had to get that in. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but I love the mind of Triple H because he sees the big picture. Yes. Very quickly, yes, if we remember the very first uh, special, I don't know if you call it a pay per view, but the special of this year was a, a UK special. Yes, it was. And the then UK that, takeover, yeah. And the UK takeover, and Pete Dunne successfully defended his championship, and then all of a sudden, you hear this music, mm-hmm. and it's Walter. Yes. And you knew the game changed mm-hmm. at that particular point. That's right. If y'all haven't heard or seen Walter before then, people who have followed wrestling on the Indy circuit know that that Walter is one big bad boy. He is. And now he's in WWE NXT UK. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, business is picking up here. Oh, yeah. And then you you immediately think he's got to see Pete Dunne down the road. Right. And he does. And the character, the big huge... Um, um, UK gentleman mm-hmm. deal that he has the yeah. you know the classic jacket with the the cursive writing on the back and yes. the the way they change the lighting for it is just like it's perfect. Yes, like perfect. He can be a heel. He can be a face. He mm-hmm. can be you know you can morph him in any different way. Right. And he's not just a power guy that's just slapping your chest. Right. This guy has a move set, man. Mm-hmm. And Pete Dunne is one of the toughest wrestlers I've ever seen. Agreed. Agreed. At any point of wrestling, I haven't been watching wrestling since the early 80s. Yes. And Pete Dunne is one of the toughest wrestlers I have ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. And that match went hard. It It was hardcore within regular rules. They were just stiff as a board in that match, man. Oh, God. Good. Yeah. Mess. I am. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just interested in seeing what they do with Pete Dunne going forward. Is this his exodus and entrance into NXT? Or or do we continue with, with UK? Does he help build that brand more? I don't know. You know, I think there's such limitless potential for Pete Dunne. Um, I certainly want to see a rematch between Pete Dunne and Walter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think mm-hmm. one of the things that I think NXT does far better than WWE is they don't overdo a good thing. I mean, if you think about the Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Johnny Gargano story, that took us, they took that for two years, you know, Mm -hmm. two Mm -hmm. solid years Mm -hmm. from his turn back at TakeOver Chicago in 2017, basically almost literally two full years with it coming full circle at NXT TakeOver New York. They main evented like three TakeOver straight 
And, you know, when you think you couldn't figure out what else they could do next, they did something that just blew our minds. NXT knows how to tell a story. And so I am certain that if we get Pete Dunne versus Walter again, they won't do to us what WWE did to us last year with AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. How we how we waited so long and got it at WrestleMania, then we got it five times again during pay-per-view events in eight weeks. So yeah. it, it just, you know, they're not going to do that. I think Pete Dunne is still very necessary to the UK product. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Walter needs a challenge, and he's going to be that challenge. I wouldn't be surprised if Pete Dunne at some point regains the championship from Walter. Um, and you get a rivalry because here's the thing, and this is what a lot of uh, American fans don't really know or think about because a lot of them don't necessarily follow the European uh, wrestling product. That was a dream match over there, you know. So for that to happen on this WrestleMania weekend was huge for the UK. It's huge for the brand. It's huge for pro wrestling. And again, it shows that Triple H has his hands on the pulse of what the people want and mm-hmm. boy did they give it to the people it was Ooh. it was great it was great and they gave it to each other and, they, oh god and, oh <laughs> Listen, here's my thought if you're gonna end a reign of 685 days that's how you do it that's it's not it. with some you know two minute squash match it's none of that it is yeah. let these guys go for broke you know, until yeah. they can't go anymore. So, congratulations to both of them for an amazing, Man. amazing match. Fatal Four Way. So, what were your thoughts on that? I, I have a couple of interesting thoughts coming out of this women's title match. Shayna Baszler retains against Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kyrie Sane. To me, for a takeover, the roughest spots in the five match order are the even spots the two and the four. Agreed. Agreed. Those are, those are the roughest ones. Mm-hmm. When you've got a, a match, because usually TakeOver likes to tear the house down with match one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're opening, and we can do a segment on that on we TakeOver do a opening matches. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like last year in New Orleans when they had the North American Championship. Mm-hmm. Like, really? We're going to start off with this? Right, right, right. Seriously? Right. Oh, or, or the previous oh. ones where you've had the Undisputed Era. You know, starting off the pay-per-view. like With geez. the War Raiders. Remember yeah. that match? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Or American Alpha with the Revival. Exactly. Remember that? Take over Dallas. Yeah. So yeah. they like to take your soul and match one. They sure do. Okay. They so, sure do. So match two is tough to deal with. Yeah. Usually, you rebound. Match three is good. Mm-hmm. And then you got that four spot. Yeah. You, you're close to the main event. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw... Um, Velveteen Dream and Ciampa have that four spot. Right. And although it was a good match, Mm -hmm. it was kind of tough to really sink your teeth into. So to put the women in the spots, and this is the only spot, they really got to work. Yeah. And I thought for what they had Mm -hmm. and the spot that they were in, I thought they did well. Absolutely. I thought that was great detail to Bianca's outfit. Uh, Which she she, (laughs) she made herself, which is pretty awesome. Listen, this girl... I've, I've said properly how I feel about it. Yes, she's amazing. She's she's got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's got what Sasha thinks she has. Right. Very well said. Very well said. Absolutely. She's she's got it, and I think as soon as Vince starts watching the product, mm-hmm. then he'll see. That yeah. 
that you've got a star down here mm-hmm. in Bianca Belair. She gives you that, like, and I hate to doing this because I don't want to demean anybody, sure. but to me, Sasha tries to portray a certain thing mm-hmm. that she genuinely is not. Right. You know, there's right. that the legit boss, right. the kind of ratchet element to it. That's really not who she is. Right. And so it's really kind of hard to portray that unless yeah. you're a great actor yeah. or a great actress. Yeah. Bianca has that real hood element mm-hmm. that comes out of what she does. Yeah. But that sass that's with it as well. Yes. But she also is so greatly athletic. Yeah. Oh. And greatly athletic yeah. and so in this match you had four different elements you've got that athleticism mm-hmm. of bianca yeah you have the ridiculously easy fly high flying ability of io shirai it's like, not fair it's not she's fair. weird she's yeah. a human kite or yes. something i'm like how do you get up that fast girl <laughs> right. what are you what are you doing right Right. What do you eat? What kind of ramen noodles are you on? Because it's not the ones I was eating in college. Because those all. make me slower. Not okay. <laughs> and then you have that underdog greedy deal that Kyrie Sane has. Yeah. And then the Hellboy, mm-hmm. um, Shayna Baszler yeah. deal. It works perfectly yeah. together. Mm-hmm. I thought they paced it well. Right. I thought everybody shined. Yeah. You had the thing where Bianca blew a kiss to Kyrie and mm-hmm. Kyrie caught it yeah. and threw oh, a pitch. To- <laughs> that was so good. Oh, gosh. So they can entertain. And you know how hard it is for Japanese people to entertain American crowds. Right. They can entertain. They told a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the type of match that Shayna wants to be in, but she, but that submission is serious. Yes, it is. That submission is serious. Yes, and so is. having a, the improvement that Bianca had. We oh. had that that dude Sam Roberts saying mm. that she didn't belong in the last takeover. Mm. Well, you can't say that anymore, and I can't. Sure can't. Sure can't. So they delivered. Yeah. I thought they set up the main event very well. Yes. But to hold the attention of those men in that crowd in Brooklyn who had every reason to take a bathroom break, mm-hmm. you could not do it in this match. I thought no. they did well. And and what I love about in general what the NXT women's division has done is they've led the way in the presentation of women's wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. And they took away, it took us away from, oh, we're just looking at them because they're eye candy, you know, to see how hard they would hit. And again, you know, you you almost forget, and, and I think you guys understand what I mean, you almost forget they're women. And you just mm-hmm. go, these are incredible competitors. And they're Trust, giving yeah. us an amazing match. Like, they're not hitting each other softer because they're females. No, they hit just as hard. They're doing just as many crazy spots. I mean, it is really incredible to see. And shout out to Bianca Belair because, to me, the rapid improvement. And I think this is what people don't realize. So you have a Shayna Baszler, who's a former MMA fighter and who fought on the indie circuit for a few years. You have, Mm -hmm. of course, uh, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane, who were huge stars. I don't think people understand the level of stardom that those two had in Japan. But then you get a Bianca Belair who's literally been wrestling for about two years. Tops. You know, Mm -hmm. she is a product of the Performance Center. And it goes back to what you were saying in the last segment, how NXT has figured out a way to to recycle uh, whether you get the greatest independent folks or the best athletes who've never been in this sport. You train them all together, and you put out a product so that really, for Bianca Belair, on paper, she should be overmatched 
by these three wrestlers who have so much experience. But she hangs right there with all of them. And so mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, this is such a great moment for her yeah. uh, as a, you know, what many would call an upstart still uh, in her formative years in the world of pro wrestling. And let's just be honest. There are not very many African-American females in this sport who are able to deliver in the way that she is. So, you know, even if you look at the main roster, on the main roster, Ember Moon is back, which we'll talk about that uh, when we talk about WrestleMania. But, you know, you look at an Ember Moon, um, Sasha, uh, Sasha, Alicia Fox, you know, Naomi. Naomi, I mean, you know, there aren't very many women. It's just not. You know, there just aren't. And so you have to be... Uh, really, really good, and I think in her particular case, you know, her history of track, her history with weightlifting, you know, she is an all-around gifted athlete who could have chosen to do whatever she wanted. She decides mm-hmm. to do pro wrestling, and it's just been incredible. So I cannot say enough, which is why, again, a a Sam Roberts, which I think I finally figured out his deal this weekend, I think he's just really trying to be an antagonist. That's what he's trying to be and bring because he had a problem with everybody. And I'm like, you sound really stupid. But because yeah. now I get what you're trying to do, I won't buy into it. Um, yeah, but but it, it stunk. It struck a different tone. Oh, it really with did. The Bianca thing. It because really this wasn't, did. And so I mean, this has, time around for the takeover pre-show, he was just like, well, nope. I do think she deserves this. You know, they've got the top four. Re- so he was really trying to yeah, backtrack. Yeah. But sir, because we're going to come see him. Yeah, that's why. Because <laughs> we, we we came all the way for him, and, and he deserved every bit of it. Here's so, one point before we go to the to the next match: mm-hmm. Bianca Belair, Patrick Clark. Mm. Tough enough performance center. Yeah, yeah. We're, NXT is no longer a developmental brand. Oh, it no. is the third brand. Yeah, absolutely. So, so now with all of the talent that they have coming through the performance center, which is international mm-hmm. at this point, that's right. It's more difficult for someone like a Bianca Belair. That's right. To make it to a takeover. That's right. That's right. We there's even talent. That's that came from the NXT that went to the main roster that never wrestled on a takeover. Never, you're right. Alexa Blitz never wrestled on a takeover. Mm-hmm. Carmella, mm-hmm. Elias, yeah, they never wrestled on a t- Braun Strowman. Right, never wrestled on a, on a, on a takeover. Right, it's hard to come from no wrestling experience, mm-hmm. getting it all from the performance center. Right, and then not only. Getting to a match, but getting a title match, becoming a champion, yeah. and a prominent person on the roster. Yeah, I love her story. Yeah, I absolutely love her story. And then the way she handles herself in interviews. I know oh, you watched. Yeah, the um the, the Q and A with with Kathy Kelly that was fantastic earlier that day. Oh my god, that was fantastic. With her and Ali and Pete Dunne, mm-hmm. who has never smiled in his life, right? And um, <laughs> which is it's just awful. That boy Hilarious. needs some joy. He, does. he needs some joy. In his life, and he and has speaking a baby of joy, too. <laughs> he has a baby, and you would thought he needs some joy in his life. And speaking of that, um, Yanni, I just want to say to you one more time, <laughs> Yanni, um, joy take over, unspeakable. Okay. Yeah, let, let joy take over, Yanni. Yes, okay, yes. <laughs> do it. Yeah, oh, yes, oh, yes. So, let's get to this main event for takeover Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, two out of three falls. Wow. 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 
Adam Cole is the how can I describe Adam Cole? He's a perfect heel. He really is. He really is. For brand, for like this is I know when Triple H Triple H and Shawn Michaels love this guy. Oh, like yes. they 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 gush over Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is their there's your younger brother, that's their son, that's right. their they love him with passion. That dude, man. To me, greatness is when you can be great in the ring in a loss. Right. Right. To me, my my five fa- to me the best of all time in the ring, Ric Flair, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, yeah. AJ Styles. These guys don't have to win a match right. to look great in the match. That's and right. to go two out of three with a guy who and let's let's be honest, this this spot with Johnny Gargano wasn't supposed to happen for him. Right. Right? It wasn't. Gargano and Ciampa were a middle of the road tag team right. until they started doing those vignettes with Bobby Roode. That's right. When they would play. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And and so and so that really, act, they actually elevated Bobby Roode right. by doing those spots where they would play the glorious theme at Around the Places, mm-hmm. which is still hilarious. It is. <laughs> those glorious bombs, just hilarious stuff. But it gave Bobby a push. It did. It did. And they were a middle-of-the-road tag team at that point. Yeah. Now, fast forward to what, two years later, and he's the champ. Mm-hmm. And deservedly so. Yeah. To me, he was the wrestler of the year last year. Agreed. In my opinion. Agreed. That man put on four or five star matches last yeah. year. He didn't have a bad match at all. Now, his worst match was probably four and a half stars. Right. Okay. Right. You you go to that that match with almost last year oh. in Philly. Oh. I can I can watch that match every single day. Yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. And then every match that he had with Champa mm-hmm. was different. It was. He never had the same match with Champa. Nope. And Top to bottom, yeah. that man had the best set of matches last year, yeah. and then he just rolled it over into 2018 mm-hmm. because that match with Ricochet was special. It was. The, the match with Velveteen Dream was special, and it he was. made Velveteen look like a million bucks. Sure did. And so I already, we already knew what was going to happen because yeah. you got two of the best wrestlers in the world mm-hmm. in two out of three. The only problem I had okay. with this match, I did have one problem. Okay. You have the run-in with the Undisputed Era. Right. To me, the Undisputed Era is a top faction in wrestling. Yes. They run through Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. No one comes to his defense. Yeah. And he still gets the kickouts. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that kind of diminishes the Undisputed Era a little bit. I actually was wondering, were they going to debut somebody to perhaps come to Johnny Gargano's aid to help confront the, the undisputed like a era. Keith Lee or somebody well, I mean to they through. have enough guy between Keith Lee you know of course Kushida just signed um, uh-huh. you know there were a lot of options I think that could have started because that was the other thing is you know you're used to debuts at NXT TakeOver which you know Kushida was the only one that we saw in the audience I know right. that there are several others ACH of course did some work mm-hmm. there this weekend Shane Strickland mm-hmm. is now with NXT like there's a lot of people that they could have done this with um, so I don't know now granted you know it kind of you know he's the underdog he's the fighter and so it kind of closes this one loop 
to get us to start another loop, and I get that. But I mean, I I definitely would have wanted somebody to come out and do something, you know. Um, that would have been so great to see, like Kushida jump the rail. Oh yeah, oh, and, that place would have went nuts. It would have oh. went nuts. But I guess I guess it's good that it didn't, since we had so much jumping of the rail this weekend. So it was probably good that that didn't happen. So, all right, we're gonna try to. We've got a lot of other ground to cover, and I don't know how much time <laughs> we're, we're. So I want to, since we're talking about jumping the rail, let's talk very briefly about the Hall of Fame, um, which, under most circumstances, I didn't think we'd be sitting here talking about the Hall of Fame at all. But thanks to you, while I'm watching the G1 Supercard, you're like, you heard what happened at the Hall of Fame, right? I'm like, uh, no, like, you've got to be kidding me, right? So, of course, the video has gone out. And long story short, uh, first of all, they obviously decided to do some things differently at the Hall of Fame. Um, they decided not to have a stage, but instead they allowed the ring to be their stage. And one thing that I noticed in watching it, which was very odd, there were no barriers. There was nothing separating people from the ring, which I'm just thinking to myself in this crazy age where, you know, people attack priests inside of churches. What makes you think that wrestling fans who, you know, somebody always wants to test their measure. Somebody's getting drunk. Some, somebody's crazy enough. And, and WWE is supposed to have the best security in the world. So how this happened is beyond me. But an MMA fighter named Zachary Madsen jumps into the ring, gives a full tackle to Bret Hart, takes Natalia down. Um, the security guards were really the last ones to show up. But the wrestlers... Golly, everybody from uh, Travis Brown um, to, of course, The New Day, uh, Dash Wilder, a lot of people, Braun Strowman, tons of people got involved, uh, beat this man pretty seriously. Uh, he was arrested. Uh, he was taken to uh, NYPD 78th Precinct in Brooklyn, charged with two counts of assault and trespassing. And uh, they say that Bret Hart, and get this, a security guard, suffered minor injuries um during the ta attack this was clearly the talk of the of the hall of fame man what do you think about this because this raised really i think a lot of issues relative to safety and security not just in wwe but in all of wrestling well the wwe is definitely going back to the stage oh, in Tampa. no doubt uh, yeah this ring situation will not happen again no no um, and for a company that is run by very smart people, mm -hmm. they may not make the decisions that we like yeah. as fans, yeah. but there's a lot of brain trust in that group. And they usually dot all of their I's and cross all of their T's. Mm -hmm. But to have that situation that way, yeah. I mean, because even in a wrestling match, you would have guardrails and right. some type of security measures. Right. So I know you wanted the wrestlers to be around and close they should have designed that another way. Of course, hindsight yeah. is twenty twenty. Sure. But um, I'm watching. I've got one computer on the G1, mm -hmm. and I've got another situation 
on the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I never thought that I'd be watching the Hall of Fame more than I would be watching the G1. Yeah. Man, this was the most lit Hall of Fame show I've ever seen <laughs> right. in all my days. Right. This is crazy. First of all, let's go through this very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, a Honky Tonk Man should not be seen in public anymore. Oh, my God. Good. My God. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That man came out looking like all of Graceland together all in one it. body suit. Yes. <laughs> like he had smuggled a turkey yes. and brought it to the Hall of Fame. Yes. That man, Lord, that yeah. blessed their hearts. And to see Shinsuke Nakamura's face in the crowd while the Honky Tonk Man was dancing and singing, <laughs> you need to go run that back. That's oh, hilarity. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, he did not come across the water for this. Right. This right. And his crazy. buddies are in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but then we get to the heart foundation yeah. who last time i was on the show we talked about this you wouldn't have had this problem if you would have put the heart foundation in the hall of fame back in the 90s when they should have been true. in very true okay very now we're to two nights now the 19 when the anvil is dead mm -hmm. so Bret hart is doing a wonderful job reading the teleprompter he's going through the situation yeah and this guy comes in and i need to say this very quickly um, to people who think that wrestlers can't fight in real life, mm. you have lost your ever-loving mind. Sure have. Do, do not think just because you say it's quote-unquote fake mm. that these men don't know how to really mm -hmm. fight. Mm -hmm. Actually, they're the strongest ones because they have to make it look real and not actually hurt somebody. Yeah. These are the ones you yeah. have to be concerned with. Yes. No. They, like people, people from the MMA world think that wrestlers are softer than them. Mm -mm. No, sir. Mm -mm. No, ma'am. These dudes know what they're doing, and now I mean, as soon as Bret Hart was tackled, yeah, this man was dealt with. Yes, Tra Travis Brown, mm -hmm. Big E, mm -hmm. Shane, yeah. got yeah. his licks in there. Yeah, yes, he did. I mean, they got with the quickness. Yeah, but I want to call somebody out right now, if you would allow me to do Go so. For it, I want to call out Tyson Kidd. Mm. If you watch that replay. Travis Brown, who is Ronda Rousey's husband, mm -hmm. got to that ring with the utmost quickness. He really did. The New Day mm -hmm. got to that ring with the utmost quickness. Mm -hmm. Shane, yeah. uh, you ever saw, um, um, what's his name? One Man, but he Slater. Yeah, Drake yeah, Maverick's yeah. little self got in there. Yeah. Um, Dash Wilder, mm -hmm. um, um, Titus O'Neil. Yeah. They were all around. Mm hmm. When Natalia was on the ground, who helped her up? It was Xavier and Kofi. Mm -hmm. Tyson Kidd didn't hit the ring until, until his wife was already on her feet and in the corner. Mm -hmm. You let these two brothers help your wife before you got to the ring? Mm -hmm. No, sir. So, so no, no. no let, yeah. Let's just say, uh -huh. let's just say, let's just say, you're at your wife's job, and you're just sitting there in the magazine. Oh. You're reading the magazine, and you're chilling, mm -hmm. okay? And some dude with a Rastafarian hat comes in and tackles your wife. Oh, ain't no way. You already is there any other man that's gonna be helping your wife? No, no. Now, my only, my only thing is, and, and this is what we don't know. I do know that one of the reasons he's not wrestling anymore was because of a very severe neck injury. Um, which prevented him from. So what I don't know, is, I'm I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know if you know some type of contact would have paralyzed him or whatever. But still, my thought is I don't know that I'm thinking about all of that if I see my wife hit the ground. Like I'm 
Yeah, I I know me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, you, and and this is what we also know. Like things that you wouldn't normally do, impulse takes over. You know, you get superhuman strength. You just, I mean, like things happen. So I think adrenaline would have certainly helped him uh, not get hurt in the fracas. But and when is the time when adrenaline kicks in? When your family is threatened? Yeah. Yeah. When the one person who you're supposed to love more than anything has now been tackled and brought down to the ground by someone you don't know. Mm. And some other men are helping her mm. well, and not you. No, sir. I can't. I can't even no, argue no, with that. I no, no, sir. With that. OK, yeah. listen, the last thing last thing you need to do in that type of environment, because we see all these wrestlers getting booed up now. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> one yeah. another. The last thing you need, sir is to to give off the situation that you're not even willing to defend your wife or protect your wife Especially because there are brothers who will with Nat- natalia Amen. because natalia Amen. came to the party yes. looking um yes yes yeah, praise came, god she, she was dripping in finesse she was not like, playing you you've already out kicked your coverage <laughs> Because you got her. Right, right, right. Okay? Right. And you're on the shelf, all right? They, uh, they're keeping you around. Yeah. So, you know, you don't totally lose this woman. Yeah. But a situation like that? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was bad business. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, crazy, uh, crazy stuff at the Hall But shout out to Dash Wilder, though, because Dash oh, Wilder. His shot uh, was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> so, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk G1 Supercard, and we got to get into WrestleMania. Time is flying, but it's WrestleMania show. Like, hey, who knows? So we'll take a break. We'll be back with more of our conversation, recapping all things WrestleMania weekend. It's The Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark here in the World's Strongest Man, and you're tuned in to The Faction.
the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. We are all into this show. <sighs> I'm yes. telling you. Oh my god. It I don't know what song you heard, but it was great. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So, yes, it's a we, new day, man. It is a new day. It is an absolute yeah. new day. We were talking about the Hall of Fame, which, um, again, you guys can check out uh, certainly on the WWE Network. What you can't check out on the WWE Network was another historic moment. You know, this weekend was filled with so much history. We talk, of course, about the women's main event for WrestleMania, uh, the WWE Championship match, but it was a historic moment when Ring of Honor and New Japan made their collective debut in Madison Square Garden, a place that only housed WWE wrestling. In fact, when the NWA Championship appeared there, it was on a card with WWE in a title versus title match. So never have I ever, in the words of Ellen, seen a moment when Madison Square Garden would host wrestling that was not WWE. But for them to do it, during the weekend that WrestleMania was first housed in that building was just absolutely epic. It was a huge moment. And so Ring of Honor and New Japan came together for the G1 Supercard in Madison Square Garden. It was absolutely crazy. It kicked off with the Honor Rumble, which had some really special moments like you know, we saw a number of Ring of Honor guys. We saw a number of New Japan guys. But we saw two legends. Two absolutely amazing legends. And that was... I switched to Geico and saved hundreds. Oh. Here we go. And, sorry, I had a weird thing happen <laughs> to mine. I was like, what is that? And that was, on one hand, Jushin Thunder Liger who has announced that he'll be retiring at the end of the year. And on the other hand, you had the great Muta? What? How does this happen? What in the world? But it happened, folks. And it was nothing short of incredible. Nothing yeah. short of incredible. But here's the deal. As a matter of fact, we had a moment where the uh, those two guys squared off in the middle of the ring. Which was crazy. The first time they would square off in Madison Square Garden. But it would be overshadowed because Kenny King came out of nowhere. Eliminates them both. Wins the Honor Rumble. And gets his opportunity at a future Ring of Honor World Championship match. Then the card kicks off with uh, the Ring of Honor World TV Champion Jeff Cobb. Defeating the IWGP Never Openweight Champion Will Ospreay in a winner-take-all match. Jeff Cobb now holds both championships. In easily the fastest match of the night, Roosh defeats Dalton Castle in about 30 seconds, which I still don't have an explanation for that one, but pretty crazy. Uh, the Women of Honor world title match saw Kelly Klein regain the championship by defeating Mayo Iwutani, but then afterwards... The group once known as the Beautiful People, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, came out. Then, of course, you had Mandy uh, Leon, who was a part of that, and they all formed a brand new faction called Allure. Then we were blessed, I guess you could call it blessed, 
with their musical rendition. They got an mm-hmm. artist too, you know, because uh, mm. of course WWE they can have Rock and Roll mm. Hall of Famers and Grammy Award winners. Ring of Honor, New Japan, they bring us the king of nerd rap, mm. Mega Ran, mm. who was literally Mega mm. Ran out of Madison Square Garden by being booed like crazy for performing his song Going to the Garden. Then it was supposed to be an open challenge for Bully Ray that eventually was answered by Flip Gordon. It turned to a six-man tag that saw Flip Gordon, Juice Robinson, and Mark Haskins defeat Bully Ray, Shane Taylor, and Silas Young. Dragon Lee became the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion by defeating Bandito and Taiji Ishimori. Then in another winner-take-all match, the Gorillas of Destiny became the new Ring of Honor World Tag Champions, and they hold on to the IWGP Tag Championships by defeating Villain Enterprises, Evil and Sonata, and the Briscoes. During that match... Well, we had a very interesting attempted run-in, which we'll talk about. The British heavyweight champion Zack Sabre Jr. defeated and defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi, retaining his championship. Then in the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, Kota Ibushi defeats Tetsuya Naito to become the new Intercontinental Champion. Then in the Ring of Honor main event, Matt Taven wins the Ring of Honor World Championship by defeating Jay Lethal and Marty Skrull in a ladder match. And the evening ends with Kazuchika Okada regaining the IWGP Heavyweight Championship by defeating Jay White. About five and a half hour card. What'd you think of Ring of Honor and New Japan's G1 Supercard? I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. And maybe I was hoping for more. Okay. Maybe I was hoping for it to be great. Okay. Uh, or greater. But I thought it was good. Okay. And first of all, they won by getting the building. Yes, they did. <laughs> okay. And by packing um, it out with 20,000 people. people. There's enough to go around. Yes, I will there say, is. I'll, I'll save my hot take for later. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get go through the card a little quicker here. I won't address every match yeah. because it was too long. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's how significant what they were able to do is whenever WCW in their heyday would come to New York, they could not come to Madison Square Garden. That's right. They had to use the Nassau Coliseum. That's right. Uh, no other wrestling organization could use Madison Square Garden, whether WWE was using it or not. Mm-hmm. They could be a clean across the country, right. but you could not use the garden. Right. So for them, for ROH and, and New Japan to come together to be able to do that was sensational. Yeah. I thought that in some instances they tried to emulate the WWE, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why we like New Japan and Ring of Honor right. is that they are a different entity. Right. Don't try to do what the WWE does, especially on the weekend of its busy, biggest production. Right. It's not a good idea. Right. Um, and so I think from a production standpoint, they have a ways to go mm-hmm. concerning that their in-ring product is fine, at least from the New Japan perspective. Mm-hmm. I think the very top of, of Ring of Honor can hang with New Japan, but the rest of the roster is not up to snuff. Yeah. There was a marked difference mm-hmm. 
between the two. I know we discussed that in the text, mm -hmm. and I couldn't. I was nodding like you're nodding right now. Mm -hmm. I was nodding when you texted that. <laughs> yeah. That you could tell the New Japan wrestlers. Yeah. Are you? I mean, when you when you do the buildings that they do in Japan, right? The halls that they do in Japan that right. see thirty thousand and fifty thousand, right? There, it's n nothing to them to be in Madison Square Garden right. to do this, right. and this seemed to be a little hokiness from Ring of Honor mm -hmm. um, in their matches. In their outcomes, yeah. seem to be a bit of a hokiness. The pace is a little different. Mm -hmm. Not with Jay Lethal and Marty Skrull. Sure. You know those boys can hang. Yeah. Um, to see the great Muda was so cool to me. It was because, oh, and he's big. He's a big dude. Yeah. Man. To be sixty something years old. Yeah, he's big. He's big. He's a big dude. He is. You know, um, and that mask is incredible yeah. that he had. It was brilliant. It was actually really brilliant. Oh. Yeah. Man, yeah. so I mean, the nostalgia of that. He's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Mm -hmm. And to see him and Jushin together, who still is trying to fit in that outfit. Right. Um, but to see Jushin, <laughs> it's like, boy, you a squeeze. <laughs> if, if you hit one split, it's a wrap, right. bro. It is a complete yeah. wrap. Oh, my God. Jushin, oh let it go, fam. Gosh. I remember Jushin Thunderlike and Brian Pillman having a match. Yes. That not my socks off yes. I'm like oh my i think it was a 91 mm -hmm. or something like that yeah because we had not seen anything incredible like that. yeah woo yeah but right call with the championship um jay jay white's neck should still be in a lot of pain because oh, yeah. he took he took a uh an assortment of rainmaker he did he did he did <laughs> he absolutely yeah uh, usually that that move is protected he got a chance to kick out mm -hmm. of it and that was a shot right um and but with the to me, Hall of Fame took my attention. Mm. It wow. the Hall of Fame took my attention, wow. and I'm watching both wow. equally. Yeah, and it really took my attention. I diverted back. Yeah, when um um because I, I missed the triple threat. You were talking to me about the triple threat. Yeah, but I couldn't take my eyes off of wow. what was going on with the WWE Hall of Fame. That's huge. And so, and and I think that says a lot. Yeah, concern especially with the point that we made earlier. Is that New Japan really misses those elite boys? Yeah, because I, they capture your attention in a way. If Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and even Cody, if they're on that card, everything changes. It everything. It's a different ball game. Yeah, but Ibushi and Naito Ugh. are ridiculous. Yeah, Re how many times have they wrestled and you still don't get the same match? Right. It's it's pretty incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I will say this. I think, you know, for someone who has watched the Ring of Honor product, who has watched the New Japan product, um, seeing them in this super card together on this stage, it was just something about it that showed me New Japan is head and shoulders above Ring of Honor. Um, it really, you know, and I like the point that you made when you said Ring of Honor felt a little hokey. Ring of Honor was clearly, I mean, obviously both organizations were excited to be there, you know, as they should because of the history of Madison Square Garden and what it takes to get in there, etc. But Ring of Honor was very much so like, oh my God, we're here. Oh my God, we're here. Oh my God, we're here. And New Japan was like, wow, we're here. Let's get to work, you know. Um, you could tell even from the commentary, Kevin Kelly, who was Mr. Uh, Ring, uh, Mr. New Japan, mm -hmm. former Ring of Honor, but he was also WWE, so he'd been in the Garden. You know, mm -hmm. he knew how to handle that moment. Ian Riccoboni, not so much. 
you know. And again, for a lot of the indie guys, like a Colt Cabana who had never been, and many of those guys had never been in Ring of, uh, never never been in Madison Square Garden. Caprice too. Yeah, yeah, you know, you could really tell that. Wow, we are like overwhelmed by this moment, and um, and and that showed in the overall product. Uh, in some of the hokey things Okay, here was a perfect example Right um, When they were having the Fatal 4-Way tag match And they're getting ready for the Intro for PCO Okay, they were trying to Do this super cool Production kind of thing Where PCO would be sitting in this Electric chair and somebody's There charging him To get him up But the problem was from a production standpoint, you showed the electric chair completely empty. Nobody was in it. We had no idea why we were looking at it. And then all of a sudden, oh, now we're supposed to believe he just showed up there. And how, okay, so how did he get up there? And how, like, it was just, it, it showed to me from a production standpoint. This is one of the things that WWE is head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. You know, certainly, and, I, and I'm saying above Ring of Honor, New Japan knew what to do. And I knew that if they were going to do this, they needed New Japan to handle production, certainly in terms of staging, lighting, those types of things, which they did. But New Japan wasn't trying any of those super special introductions or anything like that. But right. Ring of Honor, I think, got a little outside of themselves because they were in Madison Square Garden. Here's my thought. You do what brought you to the dance. And mm-hmm. Ring of Honor did not get to the dance by doing those over-the-top intros. They they don't handle that well. New Japan has done those intros better, certainly during a Wrestle Kingdom or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it just heightened the production issues that you had and then even when the when the what we now know as the Enzo and Cass attempted run in happened mm. right which we couldn't figure <clears throat> out what was going on we knew something was going on but what was crazy was the announcers didn't know how mm. to fully divert our attention the production team didn't know how to so what confused me was we couldn't tell at the time if they were fans or not we searched. So then later when we saw it was Enzo and Cass, and then we saw it wasn't security that went after him. Now I'm wondering, okay, did Ring of Honor miss the opportunity to capture this as they were supposed to? Because this wasn't just supposed to be some like fan run in that we're not going to pay attention to. So it really feels like Ring of Honor is trying to find their footing on this larger scale. You know what else is interesting? The fact that depending upon who you hear tell the story ring of honor will say we sold out the garden new japan will say we sold out the garden when the truth of it is i think the idea that kenny omega the young bucks and cody rhodes along with sold out the garden right that sold out the garden and so people were shocked to find out afterwards when cody said no i won't be at the garden and the young bucks said no i won't be well the tickets were already purchased at that point yeah so you know, I, I think we just, and again, this is no shade on anybody, but it is to say that, you know, when you've only done buildings of 2,000 and 3,000 and 4,000 and sometimes 6,000 and maybe even 10,000, a 20,000 seat building coupled with the history of Madison Square Garden is a lot. 
And yeah. um and and the sad part is on paper this card should have rivaled and blown away almost everything else this weekend, but production matters. Um yeah. they really and, do matter. And I some of the talent didn't show up. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. You know, there's only really two matches that stand out to me, and I mean, they're they're the New Japan matches. Right, well, that's the thing. <laughs> All the New Japan stuff stands out to me. The ladder match was good for the title. Especially, which, I, thought, I thought that was a great call to put it on Matt Taven. Yeah. Too. Yeah, which, oh. which made me wonder, okay, does this mean that the villains head to AEW? Because I expected the villain to be in AEW at some point. I was, at some point. Yeah, I was shocked that he didn't go initially, but I don't know what the terms of his contract are. But him being separated from those guys doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. And so I just kind of sensed that he actually came in and did this championship <clears throat> match as an, a way to assist Ring of Honor. But I don't know how much longer we see him in Ring of Honor. I, I don't know. I don't know how much longer we're going to see PCO alive. I mean, he got thrown out of that oh, ring. Oh, that was scary. Was like, Ooh. That was scary. I mean, and he, then he popped up a little bit. He, he had then, bad gas. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he right. So, man, you are too old to be doing this, yeah. okay? Yeah. You know, it, it, I remember when he was, uh, what was his name in WWE when he had the like the curly hair? I'm trying to remember who he, he had, was. I don't I don't remember him. He's one of the Quebecers. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know that's yeah. who he was because I kept looking yeah. at him. Oh, so he's Pierre Olat then? Okay. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. That may- wow, yeah. wow. Oh God, he is not aged well. No, and did he have the solo match with Bret Hart? Remember? Yeah. We had the patch. Yeah. He had the yeah, eye yeah. patch. I remember Bill that. And he stole his glasses. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's him. Oh, that's I didn't him. Realize that's who that was. Wow. Hanging on, man. Yeah, I think yeah. his social security number is like fourteen. Yeah. Like he's he's yeah yeah yeah. He's not much longer after Stu Hart. So I, I get yeah. It. I At get first, it. I thought it was Glacier's cousin or that's something. What I like thought, we got too. another Glacier. Like what's yeah. going on? Yeah. But um yeah, PCO yeah. Wow. I, he should still be asleep too after that fall. He sure um, should be because that was a. Sca- I thought he was going through a table, but that joint went straight to the ground, and I was like, "Yeah, Whoa. they threw him clean out of that ring and laughed <laughs> and laughed." I was like, "Yikes, that's pretty." I mean, wrestlers are crazy anyway. They but, are, uh, and they knew what they uh, were doing. Goodness. They knew what they were right. doing. So, right, yeah. So interesting, but it was a good show. But I'm it thinking that if you're gonna, I would have loved to see Takeover go head to head with them. I would have. Well, first of all, Takeover ended up being a better show. Um, Far better show. But I also think, I think if, I think New Japan could have done that. Okay, yeah. New Japan could have done that show on their own. And it would have been a better show. It it would. And here's here's why. Here's why. To me, there was no reason that Minoru Suzuki was in the Honor Rumble. That was a waste. Hiroki Goto in the Honor Rumble. I mean, That's a put those two in a match at Madison Square Garden. Boy, you're going to tear the house down. But the only thing is to come to New, J- New Japan coming to Madison Square Garden with all Japanese and just a couple of, of a couple of guys in like Osprey and what, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. I don't think that, or Jay White. I don't think that's enough to fill the garden without the elite being a part of it yeah they could have done it by themselves if the elite was there yeah but they needed to have some type of american presence yeah um for it to work and 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 it's it shows how much those guys meant 
to that company yeah. at that time, and they haven't been able to replace it which, yet. They're trying with Jay White, but yeah. they haven't been able to do which, it. Which, to your point, you know, it speaks so differently to what NXT has done. NXT is certainly not personality driven. You know, we've seen some of their greats leave, and we've seen that system keep working. But uh, New Japan is still, I think, recovering. Um, from yeah. the loss, and they haven't fully. And so it's just yet. not a good idea to show up at the garden when you're recovering. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. But they didn't know. I mean, they no, didn't know they when didn't they were know. planning this they didn't that know. these guys were planning on that, and so that's why. And that's, I mean, that's a huge hole. Yeah, it's a big hole to fill. I mean, yeah, I mean, quite frankly, you could really make the argument that it was the Bucks, Kenny, and Cody. That really helped New Japan have a presence in the states. Yeah. So you know. So it, with this, with this AEW thing, G, they better deliver. Which they? AEW. AEW. Yeah, you know. Yeah. AEW, and 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 we'll talk about this, and and we have to take another break because we haven't even gotten into WrestleMania yet. Right. But <laughs> um, you know, the thing about AEW, you know, people are talking about they've got to deliver. They've got to deliver. The interesting thing is. They are doing all the right things in terms of getting the right people. You know, mm-hmm. this 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 whole signing of Jr. Um, is monstrous because you know we wondered who would do color commentary for them, etc. And that's necessary. Signing Jim Ross to what many are saying is the biggest deal for any announcer in the business right now um, is huge. It says that they have money. It says that you're not going to just bring in Jim Ross just to do two events, right? So there's got to be a TV deal brewing. My big concern when it comes to AEW is, I mean, I have no doubt that the talent's going to deliver. Uh, The question's going to be, obviously, who they're going to go to for continued sponsorship, particularly when they get on TV, particularly when you have a product that has people that still aren't being very well received in the world of pro wrestling right now um you know that's a real challenge i saw over the weekend um a post with uh this was a very interesting post by the way that had faye jackson uh naomi and sunny kiss all in a picture together all doing the same pose and you know, uh, the fans of AEW just have not taken well to Sonny Kiss, to, you know, um, oh man, the other the other wrestler that I can't think of that's in the the uh, she's the first transgender wrestler. Um, and and Nyla Rose. Yes. Nyla Rose. I knew it was a rose. Um, I think that AEW is going to have to find a way that people because here's what we've learned in wrestling right because even when velveteen dream debuted gold dust debuted when controversial people debut their controversy isn't necessarily enough to keep people coming back Mm -hmm. it has to be about their in-ring performance the reason we love velveteen dream is because for all of his antics outside of the ring he backs it up inside of the ring you know, um, we don't have enough proof for Nyla Rose or Sunny Kiss to be able to say, I can look past the pieces of them that may or may not appeal to me to get to who they are as a wrestler. And I think those are going to be some uphill battles for AEW to climb. 
um, because, like it or lump it, wrestling fans to some degree in some places societally can still be behind the eight ball. So, you know, and the other thing that's tough is sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes in the world of pro wrestling, they don't necessarily want to be confronted with certain societal issues. So it's going to be interesting to watch how all this plays out. Um, We know Double or Nothing is sold out. Double or Nothing we know is going to be a great event. But that's not the question. I think the question is, how do they follow up Double or Nothing? You know, it's the continuum. It's, you can argue question. that they, you can argue that they have changed two companies. Oh, absolutely. They've changed New Japan. New Japan. They've changed WWE. Well, WWE. Three. Ring of Honor as well. Okay, and, and, and many. Okay, so three. Mm-hmm. WWE seems like they're prepared. Yes. For it. Yes. Um, New Japan is licking their wounds a bit. Mm-hmm. If we have made these adjustments for all of you. What are you going to do? When I looked at the entirety of that AEW roster, mm-hmm. I said, "Ooh, well, oh boy!" But there, yeah, there's to me, there's potential because I think what AEW needs to have is the same type of mixture that an NXT has. You need to have established stars, kind of stars that are working on things, and some names we've never heard of that we can be attracted to, that we can now associate with this particular brand. But it's a problem, GB. It's a problem, GB. The NXT that we know from now, let's say, because they really started catching fire around 2015, 2016 as with the takeovers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But there was groundwork all the way back to 2010, 2011, sure, sure. 2012, and it grew to this particular point. Sure. AEW is not giving itself that room to grow. It's like, we've got to present well, because of the noise that they made, here's part of the problem. It's like you have to have a now product, right? Like part of the problem is we can't trace the growth, right? So it could be happening somewhere underground, right? Uh, all we know is on occasion when the Young Bucks and Cody show up at a random indie event or whatever they're doing on, you know, being the elite or Road to Double or Nothing. Um, you know, we don't have the privilege of seeing if there is an AEW performance center floating around okay. somewhere, you know, okay. like we don't we don't know. And I think to me, the proof will be obviously what we see in the ring, because there are some, like they're grabbing the or uh, folks from OWE, the Oriental Wrestling Entertainment uh, in China. They're grabbing varying elements. And here's what could work for them. We actually may build or we may establish what we believe AEW to be based on the cachet of guys like Jim Ross and Kenny Omega and a Chris Jericho who says this is the best deal I've ever signed, right? So when you look at a Chris Jericho, when you look at a Jim Ross, who are your clear veterans in all of this, and they go, hey, I could have done WWE, but I did AEW, right? Then you sit back and go, there has to be something to it. I can't believe Jericho and Jim Ross would sign three-year deals, right, if there's nothing to it. so But we won't mm-hmm. know till we see it, obviously. So, right. All right, let's right. do this. This is an extended show, as you guys can tell, but I hope you guys are hanging with us because you want to hear this conversation. It's <laughs> pro wrestling. It's what we do. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, it is all about WrestleMania Sunday. So much happened at WrestleMania yesterday. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and more when we come back. It's the Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's me, 
CDP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. Bang! I'm on my own against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all.
Welcome back to the faction. We are still trying to recover from the entire weekend. Personally, I am still trying to recover from seeing Charlotte with no makeup on that documentary wow. that happened. But um, but do you know yeah. what? She looks like two completely different people, though. She's a trick mirror. Yeah, like the, wow. She's a trick mirror. She, she is. is. You ever, she is. You've gone by a trick mirror before, and you thought you looked great, and then it shifts, and like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I look horrible. She is a human trick mirror, and it is uncomfortable. And I'm praying for Andrade because when he wakes up in the morning, oh my god. Yes, indeed. And speaking of waking up in the morning, hey Yanni, I'm just saying, Yanni, okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, (laughs) WrestleMania, which is the thing that gathered us all this weekend in the first place. It's time to have that conversation. It took place not at the Silver Dome, as a certain someone said, but at the MetLife Stadium, not the MetLife Center, in East Rutherford, New Jersey. (laughs) The man can't get it right no matter how many times you try. It started off with the kickoff show. Shocker to me, but Tony Nese becomes the new Cruiserweight Champion by defeating Buddy Murphy. Carmelo wins the second annual WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, not to be confused with uh, the China Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah. We have new (laughs) Raw Tag Team Champions. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins, who hadn't won a match in, what, 250 matches or so? Pretty Um, much is now the new champ uh, as they defeat the Revival, which is kind of crazy. Oh, man. Then Braun Strowman wins the sixth annual Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. We get into WrestleMania. The host, Alexa Bliss, kicks it off with a WrestleMania moment, snaps her fingers, and who shows up but Hulk Hogan. Then that's interrupted by <laughs> that's interrupted by uh, the advocate Paul Heyman who says, "Hey, if my client isn't on last, we're gonna do this now so we can get to Vegas and take the title with us." Only problem is they didn't take the title with them. Seth Rollins becomes the new Universal Champion, defeating Brock Lesnar. AJ Styles wins one for the Indies by defeating Randy Orton. Shane McMahon defeats The Miz in a wild Falls Count Anywhere match. The Usos retain the SmackDown Championships by defeating Aleister Black and Ricochet. The Bar and Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. The Iconics become the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, defeating Bayley and Sasha, Nia Jax and Tamina, and Natalya and Beth Phoenix. 
get the lump out of my throat for this next one. Yeah, that's a lot. Kofi Kingston defeats Daniel Bryan to become the new WWE champion. I think you cried twice because right after that, the U.S. champion Samoa Joe, I thought of you this whole time, (laughs) defeated Rey Mysterio in about 120 seconds flat. He walked in with all kinds of swagger, fresh out of Wale Mania, and he (laughs) came in and took Rey Mysterio out. Roman Reigns defeated Drew McIntyre, and then Elias had a performance. Uh, I've heard of, you know, when people do looping. I've never seen people loop themselves, but apparently he (laughs) attempted to do that. Playing drums, playing piano, sounded like maybe electric guitar while he had acoustic guitar. But he was interrupted by the doctor of thugonomics. John Cena returned to a, a form where we kind of all liked him. Then Triple H defeats Batista in a no-holds-barred match. Baron Corbin defeats Kurt Angle in Kurt Angle's final match. Finn Balor the Demon defeats Bobby Lashley to win the Intercontinental Championship. And in the main event of WrestleMania, Becky Lynch defeats Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair to win the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. There's a lot of ground to cover. We probably could take a whole another hour to do this, but we won't. We'll save some for Wednesday. But, all right, what do you think about WrestleMania? Okay, so let me double back to TakeOver. I want to pride myself on getting four out of the five matches right. Very nice. Okay. Um, I did not have such luck with WrestleMania. WrestleMania <laughs> always trips me up. I just have to say that. It always trips me up. Yeah, I went eight and eight okay. on this one. Okay, I haven't even looked to see how I went, but I know I didn't. Yeah, I was way. thoroughly embarrassed. Yeah. Usually I pride myself. I broke even. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it did not feel bad, but it didn't feel good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's just no reason for Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder in the year of our Lord 2019 to have any kind of championships. And you would have thought that after Dash Wilder did his reasonable service right. on Saturday night, that he would be rewarded by retaining. But I do want to say this on the podcast that the revival came down to the ring yes, they did. with shirts. That had a design on it that was created by our brother William J. Smith yes. of Suplex City. Yes. He designed these shirts that were called She Vival, which were a combination of the Revival mm-hmm. and Sasha and Bailey. Mm-hmm. And they were tweeting about it. They were posting it on on Instagram and the Insta stories. Wow. But Dash and Dawson actually wore them to the ring yeah. and made sure that they were shown yes. on camera. Yes. You know, I don't know that people even understand how big that is on a couple of levels. Number one, for Will, who is a friend of ours, uh, to have this kind of exposure, and he's only been doing this for a couple of years, it's pretty amazing. And then secondly, WWE generally has to approve what's coming on television, and that's why they usually only put on WWE licensed T-shirts. So this is a monumental moment, and it is really huge when you think about this happening for him, and then you have Russell and Flo, who has now been signed to WWE as a backstage correspondent for their digital content. It is an exciting day in the world of pro wrestling for African-American men, for entrepreneurs, for people looking to get into the business, and so a move like this 
is huge. You know, he's had his pins uh, and T-shirts talked about by, of course, Sasha and Bailey and several other WWE superstars. So shout out to you, Will Smith. This is a yeah, huge man. move and it is not lost on us. Yeah, man. That, I was so proud. He was crying. Yeah. I think he's still a... a, a yeah. Yesterday was huge. Yeah. Okay. Because oh. oh. and you are right. I did cry twice. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, should should we just jump to it? Because like we could talk about this other stuff. But I mean, this this is really what the people came. So, for. Something that did happen that is pretty significant. Yeah. First of all, Brock and Paul Heyman told the truth. Thanks for mm-hmm. letting us know right. how we all know you really feel. Right. And I know it's impossible, but I would be good if that was the last time we saw Brock Lesnar. So would I. So would I. Okay, moving on. Number two, uh, the second match behind them, AJ and Randy Orton, was a good match. It was a solid match, but the crowd couldn't see most of the match. Oh. Apparently, there were a, the a huge out. spotlight. Mm. No, spotlight. Oh. oh. There was a huge spotlight that was being shown that was right um, when sunset was coming in. Oh, yeah. And they had this big, huge spotlight that was popping off. And it blinded people. You could even hear them chanting, "We can't see it," wow. and and so it ruined the feel right. of the match because the crowd couldn't be as invested into oh, it wow. until the very end when they asked. So you hear this big, huge cheer right. during the match. Right. It's because they turned the spotlight on. Oh, you know that's one of the real challenges of doing those outdoor shows. I remember being right. there in Orlando where you had the same kind of thing happen during an outdoor show where. That yeah. sunset time is really tricky for lighting, period. And so you go through a period where you may not be able to see, uh, especially when you're trying to light a large arena outdoors, which is not something that they normally deal with. So, yeah, I get yeah. that. I get that. Wow. That was tough. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. Um, but. The sun went down um, at the right time. Huh? The sun went down at the right time. And I, I, I do love that that John Cena Elias deal, even though that was great. we had we had one from last year where John Cena interrupted Elias, but this one was different. Yeah. This was the John Cena that we love. Elias took a page out of under three thousand. I thought it was a hey y'all video that we were watching. <laughs> right. Um, right. I thought somebody was going to just scream ice cold yeah. out of nowhere um, <laughs> somewhere. But um, yeah, John. <laughs> That was fun. Yeah, it was. And I thought I thought the show, even though it was a million hours long, mm-hmm. I thought the order of the show made sense. Yeah. And I just knew when they had the WWE championship in the middle of the show, I said Vince is not gonna let us down. Uh, Vince is not gonna do this to us. Mm-hmm. Vince is not gonna mess with us. Vince is gonna give us what we need. Well, you know, I got nervous. I got nervous. I was oh yeah. Uh, when Seth won the Universal Championship, because I, did too. I went, oh no, they're gonna screw us. Because we all said they're not gonna give us all three. We all said yeah. that. Um, uh, yeah. And so it was like, oh lord. But there was just something in the air, man. Like Kofi just. Uh, so okay, so let's do this. Let's talk about what. What were our reactions? Because the reactions certainly that are coming in on social media, now that I can go on social media, uh, <laughs> the, you know, have been just powerful. Oh, yeah. my Lord, they were powerful. So I want to talk about our reactions and then we'll get into the other people. How did you react when Kofi Kingston got the one, two, three and became 
the WWE champion. I know Courtney is probably going to say the same thing on Wednesday because we're both WCW heads. Mm -hmm. It took me right back to 92. Yeah, wow. Wow. When Ron Simmons beat Vader. Yeah, yeah. And the significance of it, because WCW is Deep South. Sure. This is Georgia. Right. Okay. Right. And um, and Vader was a formidable person. Mm -hmm. You know, he beat the daylights out of everybody. Yeah. And to see Ron Simmons in those silk tights, mm -hmm. bless his heart, mm -hmm. um, and white boots, which should never be worn in public, but Purple we allowed him. Nonetheless, um, yeah. it's just not good. It's not a good look, but but to see that moment and to see those wrestlers crowd the ring yeah. and for him to get it. Um, I remember crying yeah. when I saw it, yeah. and I was near tears last night. Wow! Um, I couldn't fully cry because I did hit my head on the ceiling thing, <laughs> yeah, and so there was pain, <laughs> kind of diluted, and then the look of shame for my wife, which is just just not good. <laughs> but Kofi, for Kofi's had to fight for respect yes. for so long. Yes, yes. Um, I know there's a story that Chris Jericho has told about how. Vince McMahon just would needle Kofi mm. all the time to test his manhood mm. and to the point where they were on the plane I think when they were going to WrestleMania uh, 26 mm -hmm. and Vince was just punking Kofi for no reason on the plane wow. and Chris Jericho said man you got to stand up for yourself and Vince is never going to respect anybody who doesn't stand up for himself so when the plane lands Kofi walks up to Vince and so like, Amy, you got a problem with me? Mm. You got a problem? And then and Vince blows him off in some type of way and on the shoulder bumps him. Mm. And they have to wrestle on the tarmac. Like right wow. there, Kofi's wrestling him. Wrestling Vince McMahon wow. when they were doing promo for WrestleMania 26 wow. in Phoenix when they got off the plane. And they said Vince loved it. because he, Yeah. And so those little things that's always been there. Kofi was almost out of this company a yes. couple of years ago. Yes. Yes. People forget mm -hmm. New Day was not built to succeed. No. No, no. It was built as the as the exit door. Right. And those boys made it work. Yeah. And what's lost in all of that is that there were three very good singles wrestlers. Yes. Yes. And that there's one person out of that group that deserved that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I really I I really think that um this Kofi mania i made a joke i said you've never seen this many white people cheer for a black guy like this since obama's inauguration mm -hmm. like that was the last time you've seen it like right. to see we didn't even know we needed this until a couple of months oh, ago man. you know oh, man. and and daniel Bryan was the perfect foil perfect. for this daniel Bryan, he realized last year i can do more as a heel mm -hmm. than i can as a face yeah. and i do believe daniel Bryan has great stroke in the back yes and he had his say so in this particular situation mm -hmm. he made him fight to earn it i thought in the match it was the best match on the card yeah not not just because of the thing that happened mm -hmm. but the actual wrestling that happened yeah. in it yeah it was a match of the night mm -hmm. and i will never forget i will never i will never forget yeah. that moment when I saw Kofi Kingston, a guy who has been counted out and not even valued mm -hmm. as somebody. There's so many stories that could come from that. Yeah. Um, Shad Gaspard from, mm -hmm. from Crime Time. Yeah. Um, did you see that video I of him did. at MVP? I did. I did. Oh. I did. That hit me, man. I did. Yeah. So, oh. you know. It means a lot to so many. It, it, it really does. You know, I, I go back to um, the clips coming out of Wale Mania. Um, yeah. you know, so which I wish we were at. I, that's <laughs> so our deal. Like we have to go in Tampa because I know it's yeah, gonna be man. crazy. 
you know but the whole idea of all of these african-american wrestlers from multiple companies and multiple generations standing up on that stage together honoring kofi kingston honoring booker t you know and even booker t recognizing the gravity of that moment um and you know if we think about it we talk about all the history that happened this weekend here's a moment of history that we've never seen before number one a black world heavyweight champion main eventing madison square garden that being jay lethal We had a moment, of course, uh, in NXT, we have an African-American, North American champion in the Velveteen Dream. We had an African-American woman fighting for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, And we had, for a moment... Sasha, too. We we had Sasha as a tag team champion. And then we had, for a moment last night, pure WWE history that nobody's talked about. For about an hour, an hour and a half... We had an African-American WWE champion and an African-American intercontinental champion all at the same time. This is a unique moment in the history of pro wrestling. And and people don't understand why this is so big. For so long, African-American wrestlers fought and clawed. And, you know, if you go back and listen to our show with Mark Henry, Mark Henry talks a lot about what African-American wrestlers have had to go through historically. Um, You know, when you start talking about the fact that, you know, during the territory days, you could only really have one African-American wrestler in a territory because there was only a spot for one. And when another one came on, people started fighting each other for that spot. You know, to go from there at a point where they weren't allowed to dominate the territory. You know, to think about a junkyard dog who should have been a WWE World Champion or at least an Intercontinental Champion. He got the Intercontinental title shot at WrestleMania 1 and would win by disqualification and never get another shot. You know, the, the, the black WWE Tag Team Champions and Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas who would hold the title for three weeks. I was a little kid when that happened. I remembered when it happened. This Kofi Kingston thing, um, I watched it, and uh, my wife was watching with me, and he got the one, two, three, and she's in the kitchen, and I'm in the living room, and we're both clapping, and we're excited, and she's like, oh my God, why am I tearing up? And I'm sitting, and I'm watching this, and I'm watching, and just, man, I... I've, I've been a wrestling fan my entire life. Nothing has ever moved me to tears the way yeah. Kofi Kingston became the WWE champion. I, I, yeah. I teared up and I was like, okay, I'm all right. And I went in the bathroom <laughs> and lost it in the bathroom. And I came out of the bathroom and I'm sitting down trying to watch television and lost it again. My Man. wife came over and hug me and it's and she said you know <laughs> now your son will be able to see oh. a black WWE champion you know wow. um, I don't think people understand why this is such a pivotal moment for us you know being wrestling fans all of our lives never seeing a champion look like us or seeing a champion who was good enough to entertain but never good enough to carry the company to see this happen 
where they didn't insert a heel turn and have these brothers jealous of each other. You know, it's a picture of what really the world should look like. Brotherhood, people coming together to say, you know what, I don't have to be the guy. You can be the guy, and I've watched you, and you deserve it. Man, we can learn so much from this. And so I know some have asked, how long do you think the title reign will be? It doesn't matter how long the title reign will be. The fact is it happened in the biggest event in the company's history, you know, um, with all eyes on it, 82,000 people in the city that built WWE. So this was a significant move. And here's the thing. This wasn't just a move of African-American people. There were tons of people of all nationalities cheering like crazy, crying like crazy. This is a moment that can't be overstated. Um, And I'm excited, quite frankly, to see what the celebration is going to be like Tuesday night on SmackDown. Um, I think it's going to be. Now, what, what, what do you say to this, to people who bring up Mark Henry Bring up Booker T well, and bring up The Rock. Let's have that conversation. Um, Ron Simmons, Booker T, Ron Killings, um, uh, Mark Henry. Uh, all of those four men held uh, some semblance of what we know as either the NWA or WCW championship. Uh, the World Heavyweight Championship was always considered the WCW Championship. The World Heavyweight Championship was never viewed in the same lane as the WWE Championship within WWE. And so Mark Henry will tell you, even though I was the World Heavyweight Champion, I never got to be the WWE Champion. This was not. This is not an issue of semantics, right? Because here's the deal. When they send somebody to go to the Today Show, when they send somebody to get on to, you know, to represent WWE on ESPN and all these other places, they send the WWE champion. You know, they send a representative of this company. You know, that's who. And and so to be the WWE champion means that the company puts the faith in you. They trust you. They believe in you. And they think you can draw money. This Kofi Mania thing hit WWE without them planning for it. They did not they did not orchestrate this. They did not sit in a, in a room somewhere and say, hey, you know what? I know it'll be great. Let's have Kofi Mania. No, they didn't come up with this. The people did. And anytime the people organically get behind something, it works and it works really really well couple that with Kofi's a good dude he's an authentic yeah. guy I love the fact that his two kids were able to be a part of it his wife, when his son held up that title oh like yeah. a natural oh, like he climbed oh, up right he climbed oh, like a natural man it looked and to hold that belt when they when they brought the new belt out oh right like I just Everything about and and it already had the plate, and I was just like, y'all were prepared for this moment. That's right. That's right. Like I, what I can't, I need the shirts to go on sale. I need to as soon listen. And 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 I like to wait for sales. No, give me the Mm. shirt now. I market value. Yes, I need it now because I'm wearing it at the church. Oh, that's what I'm doing. I want to. I will play in it. I will do whatever they need. This is, listen, I may need to order order multiple ones so that I can wear them on different days of the week and not worry about one shrinking. 
I just I, this is just what if, what if they have a baby one? If they have a baby one, it's over. You already know that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it is. I'm telling you, I will look. Man, look to have our son dressed like the the first African American WWE champion. Ooh. The cool part about that is, is that, and I'm glad they did not do it directly race. Right. That right. the undertone was there. Right. But now, merch-wise, because New Day has been at least in the top five in merch for years since they became a thing right. for the past couple of years right. here. Now there's a continuum. Mm-hmm. People have been rumored about breaking them up. No, no. we're not going to break them up. Because no, no. the New, New Day is not just, a group. they represent something even bigger yes. now. Yes, and so now Xavier and Big E can pursue tag team interests mm-hmm. mm-hmm. while Kofi's the champ. Yeah, it's almost like you got the full Horseman deal, exactly, or you know, an undisputed era deal. Mm-hmm. Now they can be considered a faction, yeah. and it works with those three, it does. and they've got longevity, yeah. and they want to keep it together because they survived together. Yeah. They built this thing. You know what's together? Funny? You know, we, we've seen the the shelf life of these factions go maybe a year. You know, mm-hmm. you know, six months. Rarely do you see something happen this long that continues to. I mean, this is spe- the Horseman didn't last this long. You know, the no, yeah, it's, yeah. His thing, the Horseman didn't last as the Horseman as we knew them. Sure, they had different iterations, mm-hmm. and once they started shifting those people out, never the same. It was never the same. Nope. But these three have remained. These three, yeah. they didn't. They didn't add a Byron Saxon right. to it who who dressed so horribly yesterday. Oh, God. oh I said, this man has no family. No. He has no one no. that he cares about in his life. <laughs> that's how he dresses. He dresses as if he has no one else to care for, oh, that he represents so no one funny. else but himself. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Yeah. But they didn't add a, a, a R-Truth to the deal. Yeah. They didn't, you know, they didn't make it that thing. Yeah. You know, they kept it with these three and they continue to evolve. Yes. And it and it works. Oh, it works. So now you're gonna have black. I mean, you're gonna have white people yeah. wearing three black guys on their shirt proudly. Well, you know, here's another thing that's great, and and we haven't had a chance to mention it. Over the weekend, uh, Kofi Kingston debuted a brand new sneaker um, yep. for uh, Puma, and uh, was it Puma or Fila? Fila. Fila. I thought it was Puma. Puma. No, Puma. No, it's Puma. I, I'm getting him confused. It's Puma. It is Puma. And okay. so, and so, no, yeah, because it was on sale at Foot Locker, the uh, original okay. Foot Locker in New York and online. Uh, it went on sale at 10 a.m. I went on at 10:12, and virtually every size but two were sold out. Um, wow! It's, it's a special thing. It's a special thing. That's wow! Happening, and the shoes were only sixty-five dollars. Yeah, they're going to sell. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. And and they're they're about to learn that Kofi is marketable. Yes. And that's the thing that we have to make sure that we address, that The Rock is something different. I know his name is Dwayne Johnson. Right. But he has identified as Samoan. Right. And they never, they never stressed, except for that Nation of Domination thing. Once he became The Rock, Mm -hmm. Rock, Mm -hmm. they never stressed race in that situation. This is the first time you've got a chocolate dude. Yes. Born of two black parents. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. The first, and now he's going, he's marketable. Uh, and so this opens up the door 
for your Velveteen Dream, yes, for your Bianca Belair, for mm -hmm. your Keith Lees, mm -hmm. um, and Stacey Urban Juniors, yeah. and every, anybody else that comes after that. Yeah. Um, that yeah, we can we can market anybody. You know what? I'm gonna go back and listen to that Mark Henry show again because I asked him who he thought could be an African-American world heavyweight champion. I remember him mentioning Keith Lee. I need to go back and see if he said Kofi Kingston. I'm going to go do that, and hopefully I'll have that answer for you on Wednesday's show. But, man, it, this is a special moment. So here's what we're going to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, we we got to go. Thank you guys for hanging out. It's been like an extended show, but it's WrestleMania. This is what we do. It's yeah, what we man. do. So obviously we'll have more to talk about on Wednesday, some of the things that we didn't talk about in this show. Um, plus, obviously – the Raw and SmackDown that everybody looks forward to. Uh, the one after Mania. You know it's going to be crazy. Um, and there are so many places they could go with this. And the, the raucous WrestleMania crowd will still be here. So this should be a special, special night. Um, so we definitely want to hear your thoughts. Here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. James. You can reach me at James H. White on Facebook. I'm J. Harris White on Instagram. J. Harris White on Twitter. And if you need me, you can find me. Um, I will be somewhere with a stylist. And we're going to arrest Byron Sachs. Oh, God. And please. we're, we're going to help him. Yes. We're going to help gonna him. Somebody has, he has no one in his life. No. He does. No one. He does. Listen, but I tell you who does have a great stylist in their life. Who's that? Yolanda Adams does. My God. Yes, Lord. Listen. Yes, Lord. She blessed the people. We're we, we, we going to have that Yolanda conversation on Wednesday because <laughs> she was a blessing. Oh, yes. Worldwide. Amen. Glory. Glory. Amen. And, and speaking of blessing, um, Yanni. <laughs> yes. You've heard the man. Yanni. Yes. Bless the man of God. Oh boy, yeah. So you could do season, Yanni. Amen. So reach me on uh, all those places at Bonner Five. Of course, follow us at the Faction Show on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Wednesday, we're obviously continuing to talk about more with WrestleMania, including how WrestleMania ended, because mm -mm -mm. that was something too. So we'll talk about that and more next time this Wednesday. On the faction. Until then, stay tuned, share this with a friend and loved one, a fellow wrestling fan, and be sure to join us on Wednesday for another episode of The Faction, The Gateway to Greatness. Uh -huh.